first time we heard it and become my favorite song all at the same time. Like, I, that, I really, man. That was so encouraging. That's so encouraging. Because let's be honest, guys. Let's be honest. We try to do it in our own power. Come on. We try to do it in our own power, don't we? Okay? Like, I'm a Christian, but I'm going to go work like I'm not. Okay? But the only way you're going to be able to do what you need to do is not with you. It's through Christ in you. Okay? Big, big deal. Big, big deal. I hope we sing that a bunch more because we need to understand the, the importance of that. Um, I w- y'all go and be seated. Go and be seated. Go ahead and be seated. Um, uh, go and grab your Bibles. Turn with me to uh, John chapter 11. Uh, John chapter 11. Uh, if you didn't bring your Bible, that's okay. We're going to put it up here on the screen um, so you can kind of follow along there as well. But John chapter 11, uh, that's the uh, fourth book of the New Testament, uh, the fourth book of the Gospels. Um, so we've got Matthew, Mark, Luke, and then John. John chapter 11. John chapter 11. And, uh, and so uh, as you're turning there, uh, we're in a series. We're in a series. Go ahead and put that up there, okay? We're in a series called, Who is this Jesus? Say it with me. One, two, three. Who is this Jesus? Who is this Jesus? And we've been really walking through different gospel accounts so we can understand really the mind and heart of Jesus, that person we follow, that person that saves our soul, that person that we want to become more like. So who is this Jesus? And so um, most weeks we, are, we kind of look at a he is statement, a he is statement. So here's the title of the message today. He is the resurrection and the life. He is the resurrection and life. The life. Okay, one, two, three, say it with me. He is the resurrection and the life. He is the resurrection and life. And we're going to look at that statement specifically in the verse of Scripture we're going to look at. So what we're going to do is hopefully you're at John 11, but we're going to pray, and then we're going to jump right into the message. Here we go. Lord, thank you so much. Lord, thank you so much for what you've done already. Uh, Lord God, you've been encouraging our hearts and our minds, Lord God, and, and, and bringing a calm to this place. I already feel it, Lord God. Lord God, you're, you're helping us to see through, through, through song and lyric, Lord God, and music, how it's not about us but you through us that we can do all things. And so, Lord God, you've already ministered to our hearts with your word, whether it be in word uh, in the welcome or in word in a song. Lord God, you've already ministered to our hearts. So I pray you, Lord, you would continue to do that. That, Lord, today that we would, we would be open and receptive to what your word has to say. That, Lord God, truly your word can change us. And, Lord God, I know we live in a world where we don't want to change, that we fear change to a certain degree. But in order to become more like your son Jesus, something has to change in us. And so, Lord God, I pray you just be with our time together. In your wonderful holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, so here's what we're going to do. This is just going to be kind of introduction. We're going to read through a, a couple of verses um, in uh, John chapter 11. Uh, but here's what we're going to do. I want you to do this, okay? Um, maybe a majority, I don't know, majority of the people in here probably have some type of church background, okay? And you've probably seen what we're going to talk about. You've heard this story of, of, of the resurrection of Lazarus, okay? But here's what I want you to do. Even though you know how the story is going to end, I want you to view this like you've never heard it before. 
that makes sense, okay? I want you to kind of like forget everything you've ever known, like what this means, and all, he is the resurrection life, okay? I know what he's going here and all this kind of stuff, but I want you to read it like you've never read it before, and I want you to put yourself in the place of the people and what's going on with them and how you would respond, okay? Does that make sense? All right? All right, because we're going to look, here's what we're going to do. We're going to look at three different responses today. Three different responses. We're going to look at one person's response, another person's response, and then we're going to look at Jesus' response, okay? All right, so I want you to look at it like, like, like if this, put yourself into the story, all right? If you were the person that was on the, on the receiving end of seeing what, what was going and how Jesus is, starts this chapter off and as he goes along with it, okay? So let's kind of do that. Can we do that? I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if we have to physically turn our brains off or whatever. Don't turn them off completely, all right? I want you to listen to me. Never mind. Okay. All right. Here we go. All right. John uh, chapter 11 and verse number one. If you're there, say, I'm there. Okay. Now, a certain man was sick named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary, and her sister Martha. It was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore, his sisters sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom who... He whom thou lovest is sick. Okay, so Jesus is in another, pl- another place, and he sends word, sends word by messenger to Jesus saying, Look, the, 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 one, of your, one of your closest friends is sick. So in verse 4, when Jesus heard that, he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the what? Glory of God that the Son of God might be glorified thereby, okay? So obviously we're seeing this and going, okay, this guy's sick, but it's not too bad. It's not, too, you know, I'm saying from the perspective of where we are right now, he's going to be sick, but it's not like he's going to die, okay? That, at least that's, that's from the standpoint of what I, what I hear that Jesus is saying, that this, he's, not gonna, he's not so sick that he's going to die, so he's going to be okay. Verse 5, now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and... Lazarus. So now we understand that that truly not only does it say of what they think that he that thou lovest is sick that that Mary and Martha sent by messenger that hey he's sick, but they acknowledge that hey Jesus did truly love Martha and Mary and Lazarus. And when he had heard therefore that he was sick, he abode or stayed two days still in the same place where he was. And now in your mind going, okay, he stayed there, but right now I'm thinking, okay, the reason why he stayed there, because the sickness is not unto death. He's not as sick as what we think he is, so it's okay that Jesus stuck around for two days and kind of waited. Verse 7, then after that, saith he to the disciples, let us go into Judea again. And verse, verse 8, he says, the disciples said unto him, Master, the Jews of late sought to stone thee, and goest thou thither again. Like, why are you going back to that place? Because they've already threatened to stone you in that particular area. Verse 9, Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in the day? If any man walk in the day, he stumbleth not, because he seeth the light of this world. But if any man walk in the night, he stumbleth, because there is no light in him. Verse 11, These things said he, and after that he had said unto him, Our friend Lazarus sleepeth, but I go that I may awake him out of his sleep. Now verse 12, Then said his disciples, Lord, if he sleep, he shall do well. Because when you're sick, probably the best thing you could do is what? Sleep, right? Okay? I, don't, I use it as a good excuse, right? I'm sick, I just need to stay in bed, leave me alone, wait on me hand and foot, that kind of thing, right? 
So he's like, if he's asleep, that's good. We don't need to go up and wake him because he needs to sleep to get better. Howbeit, how how Jesus spake of his what? Death. But they thought they had spoken of him taking a rest and sleep. Then saith Jesus unto them plainly, Lazarus is what? Dead. Dead. Lazarus is dead. Now notice verse 15. And I am, what's that next word? Glad for your sakes that I was not there. To the intent that you may believe, nevertheless, let us go unto him. Now, honestly, at this point, if I've never read this whole entire thing, I'm thinking, okay, one is, okay, if, if he knows he's dead, why didn't he go sooner? Right? Why did he stay for two days? Jesus, you said it wasn't sickness unto death. And then now you're saying that we should be happy about it? That we should be happy about the fact that, our, that your friend Lazarus is now dead? Then said Thomas, which is called um, uh, uh, Dynamus, said to his fellow disciples, let us also go that we may die with him. There's a little bit more to that. We won't like hit that up, okay? Verse 17. Then when Jesus came, he found that he was laying in the grave how many days? Four days. Four days already. Four days. So he hears, his, hey, your friend, love is sick. He stays there for two days. Then he goes and says, Lazarus, sorry, dead. And by the time he gets there, he's been in the grave four days. Now, Bethany was now in Jerusalem, about 15 furlongs off. And many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as he, she heard that Jesus was come, went and met him. But Mary sat still in the house. Now here's what we're going to do. We're going to look at, at three different responses. The first thing we're going to look at, number one, if you're taking notes, number one, if you're taking notes, we are going to look at Martha's response. Martha's response. So Jesus got into, the, came back to it, and, and we're going to look at Martha's response. How did she respond to Jesus coming in after her brother has been dead for four days? Jesus knew he was sick. He stuck around for two more days before he came. And even before he came, he knew Lazarus was dead at that point. And so now he gets there four days later. And what is Martha's response? Let's look at that. Here we go in verse 21. Or excuse me. Excuse me. Yeah, verse 21. Then saith Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not what? Died. My brother had not died. Okay, so the first thing we see was Martha's response, A. No, okay, A, under Martha's response. We look for someone to blame. We look for someone to blame, right? Lord, Lord, if you, Lord, Lord, if thou had been here, my brother had not died. So if he died, whose fault is it? According to Martha, whose fault is it? Jesus' fault. Jesus' fault. Let me help you with this. They know he can heal sickness. They know he can heal disease. Okay, they know that. So, like, like if you'd have, as soon as you got word, if you'd have come immediately, he would have never died. And so Martha's looking for someone to blame. Looking for someone to blame. Now, notice this, verse 22. But I know that even now whatsoever thou wilt ask of God... God will give it thee. Now, she's showing a little bit of faith there, but let's be honest. She's looking from the standpoint, okay, you didn't come through, God. 
I still believe you, but let me help you with this. You didn't come through. I'm blaming you for my brother's death. Verse 23, Jesus saith to her, Thy brother shall rise again. Well, that sounds very hopeful, right? But notice what Martha says in verse 24. Martha saith unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. So here's the next thing in Martha's response. Not only was she looking for someone to blame, but B, underneath number one, she's arguing the point. She's arguing the point, right? Because, look, like Jesus says, it's going to be okay. He's going to rise again, all that kind of stuff. She says, I know that. He's going to rise again at the, at the last day when everybody else is going to be resurrected and go to heaven and all kinds of stuff. I get that, okay? Now, some of you are like, what, what, what are you doing, okay? All right, let's think about this. Something's bad happened in your life. Something has died in your life. What are we doing? We're looking for someone to blame, right? Okay, we're looking to point fingers. Why did this happen, God? Like somebody did this and somebody did that, okay? Then we're kind of arguing the point. Like, you know what, I, 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 know, I, I, know, I know God can do this, but probably he's going to do it this way or that way, and we'll kind of explain God to God. You ever tried to do that? You ever tried to explain God to God? All right? So we're arguing the point. So something has died, something is going bad, something's going wrong, and Martha is looking for someone to blame, and she's now arguing the point. Now here's, here's what we're going to do. We're going to jump ahead a little bit. We're going to jump ahead a little bit, okay? Now let's go to... Let's go to verse um, 39. Verse 39, okay? Now, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, okay? He's saying he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna, he's gonna rise him up right now, okay? All right, but here we go. Verse 39, it says, Take ye away the stone. Take ye away the stone. Okay, Martha, the sister of him that was dead, saith unto him, Lord, by this time he what? Come on, say this is so much fun. You can say this in church, okay? All right. Lord, by this time, he what? Stinketh, okay? That's what's cool about the King James Version. You don't just say he stinks. He stinketh, all right? He stinketh. Lord, by this time, he stinketh, all right? Now, let's look at, so, so we've seen, we're looking for someone to blame. We're arguing the point. Now, number, now see, now see, this will be a fun point, right? We worry about the stink, we worry about the stink. I'm going to bring this all together. Some, some of you are like looking at me like I got three heads. I'm bringing this all together at the end, okay? We worry about the stink, all right? So something bad happens, something's died in our life, all that kind of stuff. Not only are we looking for someone to blame, we want to argue the point, okay? But now we're worried about the stink it's going to cause if we try to bring it back to life. If we try to do something about what's going on, what about the stink, God? What about the chaos that's going to happen? What about the mess it's going to make? Tell me about it. All right, let's go back to verse 39. Verse 39. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, saith unto him, Lord, by this time he sinketh, for he hath been what? Dead four days. Dead four days. So, so uh, her, Martha's, Martha's brother has died. She's, she's gone to Jesus looking for somebody to blame, primarily looking to blame God. Let's just be honest, okay? Looking to blame God because I'm in this situation, I'm in this circumstance because it's your fault, God, all right? Now, and, and even let, let, we're going to argue the point a little bit, all right? I'm going to argue with God now and argue with, with myself and with other people. 
We're worried a little bit about the stink that's going to happen, you know. Like, okay, God, I know you can do something, but I don't know if I really want this thing to come back to life. Okay? I think I may even want this thing to stay dead, all right? I'm kind of worried about the stink. And then four, or, or, or D, D, we give up hope. We give up hope. Because in Martha's mind, Lazarus is what? Dead. And he's going to stay dead. There's nothing Jesus can do about it. There's nothing that Jesus can do about it. He's dead. Like, you, you move that stone away, we're going to get a foul odor, and he's still going to be what? Dead. Dead. So, from the first, so something has happened, something bad, something has died, and so Martha's response is, I'm looking for someone to blame. I'm going to argue the point, all right? I'm going to worry about the stink, okay? If we try to do something right here, it's going to cause more of a mess if we bring this whole thing up. Let's just let dead things stay dead, okay? All right? And then we give up hope. Now, I don't know about you, but I can relate to Martha's response. I can relate to Martha's response. Because something's gone wrong, and if I'm being honest, I, I, I really find myself easy to look for someone to blame. And if I can't find someone to blame, I look to God and start blaming Him. Sometimes I want to argue with, with people or with God about why this happened, and I try to explain to God, God. Sometimes there, there, there's, there's bad things that happen, and it's almost like it's starting to get like better because I'm just not thinking about it. I'm going to push it on the rug and forget about it. But it seems like God wants to bring it back out and deal with it and deal with it. I'm like, God, this is going to cause a mess. This is going to cause chaos. Like, this is going to be bad. And then, if I'm being honest, sometimes I have a tendency to give up hope. To give up hope. That if it's, de- if it's dead, it's going to stay dead, and there is no hope for it to come back to life. That's Martha's response. That's Martha's response. Okay? If you're taking notes, number two. Number two, we're going to look at Mary's response. We're going to look at Mary's response. We're going to look at Mary's response. Let's go to um, verse uh, verse um, 32. Verse 32. Okay? So we've seen Martha's response, okay? And, the, and how she's responded to these different areas. Notice Mary's response, verse 32. Then when Mary was come where Jesus was and saw him... And saw him, she fell down at his what? Feet. Fell down at his feet, saying unto him, Lord, if thou had been here, my brother had not died. Does that sound familiar? It's the exact same thing that Mary said, or excuse me, that Martha said to Jesus, okay? But now Mary says the exact same to Jesus, okay? But there's a difference from the standpoint of where she comes, where she comes. Because let's be honest, Martha, and, I, and, and you can say what you want to, but you get this, that she kind of came with an attitude, right? Martha came with an attitude, like, like Jesus, if my, I don't want to do that, never mind, I was about to say, like, Jesus, you've been here, you went have died, you hear me, okay? All right, so, sorry about that, that, was, that shouldn't have done that. All right, so, but he came with an attitude, right? She came with an attitude. Because let's be honest, sometimes when bad things happen in our lives, we get an attitude. Can I get an amen? Okay, we get an attitude. So she comes with an attitude, and I, I doubt she, she had that attitude at Jesus' feet. She probably had that attitude at Jesus' face. Like, I'm going to get in your face, and I'm going to deal with you right now, Jesus, because you hurt me. You, you could have done something, and you let me down. 
okay? But Mary, but Mary, she fell at his what? Feet. Now, I don't know about you, but when I see someone falling at somebody's feet, here's what I, here's what I see, A, worship. I see worship, right? I see worship. Mary, Mary came with a very different response, a very different attitude, and she fell at Jesus' feet saying the exact same thing, but I don't think from the standpoint that she was looking for somebody to blame or to argue the point or to worry about the stink or to give up hope, what she was doing is, you know what, you know what, I'm going to come to the feet and worship him regardless of the fact that my brother is dead. Regardless of the fact that my brother is dead. Like, here's what, I, and this is a side note, let's be honest, is, is any outside circumstance in your life in any way, shape, or form affect the worthiness of God's worship that we should give Him? No. In no way, shape, or form, right? Because here's, what, what, what determines our worship? Not for what God does, but for who God is. We worship Him because He is God, not because He acts in God-like ways, Okay? So he, he, is, he is worthy of our worship just for the fact of who he is. So regardless if, 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 if Jesus comes earlier or later, whether, 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 whether Lazarus is, is healed from his sickness or he's dead, he's still worthy of worship. Can I get an amen? Okay? And that's what Mary goes. Mary goes with worship. Now, here's what I want to say. She still has a problem with the fact that her brother died. Do you see that? Like, she's still, she's still like, like, if you'd have been here, like, my brother hadn't have died. So she still recognizes that Jesus could do something in this situation, but it's not like she's going, okay, because you didn't do this, now I have an attitude, God. She said, you know what, you didn't do this, God, but you're still worthy of my worship, God. Worship, worship, worship. Let's look at this, verse 33. When Jesus therefore saw her, verse 33, verse 33, verse 33. When Jesus therefore saw her, what? Weeping, and the Jews also weeping, what came to him, he groaned and in the spirit and was what? Troubled, troubled. Verse 34, and he said, where have you laid him? They say unto him, Lord, come and see. So only was Mary's response a, a, a response of worship, but Mary's response, B, if you're, if you're taking notes, was a response of grief. A response of grief. Like, she, she was sad. She was heartbroken. She was in a place of, like, I, I, I'm crying, I'm weeping. And, and, and here's what's really interesting about this, is that here she is, she's, she, is, she is at Jesus' feet, and she is crying at Jesus' feet, weeping at Jesus' feet. And so we see that, 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 that Martha's response, when it looked like she was kind of challenging, coming to the face, you know, hey, I'm going to look for someone to blame, argue the point, I'm worried about the stink, I'm going to give up hope. But yet you see Mary's response that seems very different than Martha's. Would you agree? She was going to worship Jesus regardless of the circumstances, regardless of the situation, regardless of how, whether, whether he did something or didn't do something. She was going to worship him. And here's the deal. She was heartbroken. Here, here's what it is. She, so many times I think we, we, we are so guarded with God that we, we want to not like, express truly how we're feeling to God. God cares about our feelings. Can I get an amen? 
He cares about our feelings. We do this. We like, well, you know, I got I got to show faith, and so I got to come to God and like, God, I know you can, and all this kind of stuff. But if you're heartbroken, sometimes the best thing you can do with God is just cry out to Him. Cry out to Him. Look in the Psalms. Look in the Psalms. It's so interesting. The Psalms. Sometimes you see where they call unto God, and there's a lot of times when they cry out to God. Because God's not saying, hey, wait a second, what's, what's up with those tears? Why are you sad? Why are you, okay, he, he here's, here's what's really interesting. Oh, man, oh I, can't, I, can't, I can't jump ahead. I can't jump ahead. Okay. So we got Martha's response. We got Mary's response. Now, number three, if you're taking notes, here we go. I want you to see the Savior's response. I want to see the, see the Savior's response. Let's see how Jesus responds to what is happening and primarily, let's see how Jesus responds in, in, when he's talking either to Martha or Mary. That's kind of interesting to see how Jesus responds to each one of them a little bit differently. So let's look at the Savior's response. Let's go back to, let's go back to, um, I know I kind of, I'm going to mess you up a little bit, okay? Um, let's go to verse, uh, chapter uh, 11, verse 24, verse 24, okay? Let's go to Martha, verse, let's go to 24. Okay. Martha said unto him, I know he shall rise again in the resurrection of the last day. Okay, so she basically explains to God how God's going to do what he's going to do. All right, verse 25. Jesus saith to her, I am the what? Resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were what? Dead, yet shall he what? Live. Live. Okay. And, and, and so Martha's response is, and this is what, what Martha's done so far, she's looked for someone to blame, namely Jesus, okay? And she's tried to argue the point. And Jesus' response, and let me, this is really interesting, is I think Jesus' response right now to Martha is exactly how she came to him. Martha came very direct to Jesus, right to the face, right? And, and she made some very bold, definitive statements to Jesus, like, look, if, if you'd have been here, my brother hadn't died, and, and you talk about he's going to rise again, yeah, he's going to rise again at the last day. This is how it's going to happen, Jesus. I'm going to do that. I'm going to make a direct, definitive statement to you. And guess what Jesus comes back with her? With directness. He comes right back to her with directness. Wait a second. Hold on, okay? Martha, I know you, you got a little bit of an attitude right now, and so let me, let me just give it to you plainly. I am the resurrection and the life. I'm the resurrection of my life. He that believeth in me, though he were what? Dead, yet shall he live. Here's what he's trying to understand. You think, you think death is one of those things that, that, that happens and, you know, maybe I could have been here or done that or whatever that, but here's what, what, what Jesus is trying to say. I hold life and death in my hands. Jesus is saying, look, the, anything that dies, it dies because I said it can die. If anything that lives, it lives because I said it could live, okay? I am the resurrection of life. And here's what's really cool about that. He's not pointing to what he can do. He's pointing to who he is. Who he is. Because I am the resurrection of life, okay? Basically, here's how we can put that. Anytime you insert Jesus into a situation or a circumstance, anything you try to explain it in your own mind and thinking all that kind of stuff, once you insert Jesus, all bets are off. <laughs> once you insert Jesus, the impossible becomes what? 
possible, right? Every time you insert Jesus into a situation, there is something that can supernaturally change and happen that is only because Jesus is in the midst of it, okay? It's not about what he can do. It's the fact that he's in it, okay? I am the resurrection and the life. Dead things cannot look at Jesus and say, I'm staying dead. Because Jesus would say, wait a second. You don't, if, if I want you to live, you're going to live. Amen. But so many times, let's be honest, okay? So many times in the, in the bad things in our life and the dead things in our life and all that kind of stuff, the last person we insert is who? Jesus. We don't insert Jesus, okay? Because we think, hey, you know what? It's going to cause a stink. I'm gonna, I gave up hope. All that kind of stuff. It's too far gone. Hello? All right? But here's what I'll help you with. If we insert Jesus into that, it's never too far gone. Right? Okay? It's inserting Jesus. Okay? So we see a, 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 a direct, a direct kind, of, kind of rebuke of Jesus and really kind of a direct rebuke, or, or, or excuse me, Martha's direct rebuke to Jesus and really Jesus' direct rebuke to Martha. Now, that's how, that's how Jesus responds to Martha. I'm the resurrection and the life. Now, let's go to, let's go to verse, um, let's go to verse uh, 33. Let's go to verse 33. So, let's see what happens with Jesus. Let's see what happens with Jesus when it comes to Mary. When Jesus, therefore, saw her weeping, and the Jews also weeping which came with her, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. And he said, Where have you laid him? They said unto him, Lord, come and see, verse 35, shortest verse in the whole entire Bible. Say it with me, one, two, three, Jesus wept. Say it with me one more time, Jesus wept. So when we look at his response, okay, B, when we look at his response, he wept. He wept. What's kind of, this is so interesting to me. Martha has a direct in the face, hey, Jesus, here's what you should have done, you didn't do. I got an issue and I got a problem with you, Jesus. And Jesus goes direct to her and says, I'm the resurrection and life. If you believe on me, that's what's dead shall live again. All that kind of stuff, okay? He's very direct with her. But Mary came in worship and weeping, and Jesus' response was, he wept with her. He wept with her. He, he, it, it, what she was feeling he was feeling. If she was heartbroken, he was heartbroken. There was something from the standpoint of seeing that, hey, that, that she is crying out to me and he is weeping. Now, we can go in a million different theological ways from the standpoint. Some would say, well, he wept because of lack of their faith. Okay? We can go from the standpoint that he's weeping because you know they don't understand what's going to happen, so he's weeping because they they're so discouraged, upset. I don't know, but Jesus wept. Jesus felt something. Okay? Now, let's, let's keep on going. Um, verse 36. Y'all got verse 36? Yes? Okay. All right. Then said Jesus, then said the Jews, behold now how he loved him. And some of them, well, if you don't, if it's okay. Verse 37. Some of them said, could not this man which opened the eyes of the blind have caused that even this man should not have died? By the way, that's the crowd now saying that. Like, couldn't have Jesus have done something about that, you know? So it's, it's, it, it, I'm going to say this real quick. Be careful who you're listening to. That's just a little commercial right here. 
Because sometimes you got strong faith, but the other people around you don't, and you let their faith mess you up versus you having your faith with God. Just a side note right there, okay? That was bonus material, all right? Jesus, therefore, again groaning in himself, verse 38, coming to the grave. It was a cave and a stone laid upon it. Verse 39, where we are, here we go. Jesus said, take away you away the stone. Martha, the sister of him which was dead, saith unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he hath been dead four days. Verse 40, this is important. Jesus said unto her, Said I not unto thee that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see what? The glory of God. The glory of God. Now, now Jesus' response, okay, we, we, we see from the standpoint of he is, I'm the resurrection and the life, okay? We see that Jesus wept, see, okay, see, when it comes to the same response, it is for God's glory. It is for God's glory. Now, here, here's what we really need to wrap our minds around a little bit, is that, that here's, here's what we do. When Jesus doesn't work in a certain way, that we think he's supposed to not, or when Je, okay, Jesus, here's my problem, here's my issue, here's how you're going to fix it, Jesus. You're going to do this, 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 and this. And here's where we start getting an attitude with Jesus. When he doesn't do it according to our list that we gave him on how he's going to do things, okay? But here's what we don't understand, okay? I've got to come down here with y'all. Jesus is not primarily concerned in you always getting your way. Jesus is not primarily concerned about that. Okay? Now, there are times where we have prayed, let's be honest, where we have prayed and we've seen God specifically do some really cool stuff that we asked him to do. And that's awesome that God does that. But what I want to help you with is his primary goal is not to make you happy. His primary goal is not for you to get your way all the time. His primary goal is not for you to, to, to live this great and wonderful life that's carefree and painless and all this kind of stuff. Here, his, prim- his primary goal is for him to be glorified. Amen. It's for him to be glorified. Now, you may say, man, that sounds like a really selfish God. Yeah, if you want to look at it that way. But that's, the, the, okay, here's what I want to help you with. You know why you were created? To glorify God, okay? He didn't create you so, hey, hey, he didn't create you so you could go play the drums, Okay? Now, here's the deal. He gave you a talent and ability to go play the drums, but guess what you're going to do? You're going to play the drums for whose glory? For God's glory. Okay? It, 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 we live in a society, and I'm guilty of it too, where we, we, we become so self-absorbed when in reality everything that's happening in our lives that God is doing is not for our benefit. It's for His glory. Can I get an amen? It's for His glory. Okay? And so what we see here is that, that, that and, and here's, let, let's, let's ah, let, me, let me help you with this. There, there's two verses that, that, that we looked at. Um, I think it's verse 4, because now that we see this, we can go back to verse 4, and it gives us some, some perspective. Uh, uh, John chapter 11, verse 4. Okay? Y'all got that up there? John 11, verse 4. Okay? Nope, 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 nope. Uh, verse 4. Okay, when Jesus heard, look at this. Now, this is stuff we've already looked at. When Jesus heard that, he said, the sickness is not in the dead, but for the what? Glory of God. The Son of God might be glorified thereby. Go to verse 15. Y'all were there. Y'all were, okay. For I'm glad for your sakes I was not there to the intent that you may believe. Believe, okay? Okay. So, the, so when we see all this, when it comes to why did he wait? Why did he wait? Because his primary response, his primary, his primary goal was for him to be glorified, 
and for them to believe. Let's go into verse 41. Look at this. Then they take away the stone from the place where the dead was laid, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard who? Me. Not Martha. Not Mary. Okay? He was, he was praying to the Father that thank you, God, for hearing me. Because it was about what Jesus wanted. Not what Martha wanted. Not what Mary wanted. That's good stuff. Y'all, y'all, maybe y'all don't realize it. It's good stuff. But I knew that thou heardest me always. But because of the people which stand by say that they may what? Believe that thou hast sent me. And when he had thus spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave cloths, and his face was bound about, bound about with a napkin. Jesus said to him, Loose him and let him go. Notice in verse 45. Then many of the Jews which came to Mary and had seen the things which Jesus did, what did they do? Believed on him. Believed on him. Now here's what's kind of interesting about this. If we would look at it, let's just be completely honest. If we would look at this situation, if we would look at these circumstances, we would say, we would say that, you know what, if, it was, if I was Jesus, if I was Jesus, I would have done it totally different. I, 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 if I was Jesus, let me just, I, I, I'll, I'll say what I'm thinking. Maybe you aren't thinking this. You're a whole, whole lot more spiritual and holy than I am, okay? If I was thinking, if I was Jesus, as soon as I got the message, I'm hitting the trail. And I'm trying to get there before he dies. If I was Jesus, let me say this, because I know all things, I'd get there before he even got sick. And I'd say, don't, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to heal this sickness that's coming up, all right? If, if I was Jesus, even if I knew he was going to die, I wouldn't be, get there four days later. I'd get there as they were, like, putting him in the grave. Like, before he even put the stone there. Like, let's get him out. Like, yeah, I'm going to raise him up right now. If I was Jesus, that's how I would do it, right? Am I the only one that feels that way? Okay, all right. If I was Jesus, I would do it that way. I would have n- never let him get sick or would have healed him from his sickness or if he was going to die, I would have been there right in the moment. But Jesus does it completely different than what we would think. Completely different. Because here's what I want to help you with, all right? The fact that he, that he was sick, the fact that he delayed, the fact that he was in there four days. When Lazarus gets out of the grave, who's the only one who gets the credit? God does. Jesus does. Jesus does. He's the only one who can get the credit. Nobody else can get the credit. All right? Nobody else. No, there's no medicine you could give him. There's nothing you can do. Okay? Even at the standpoint, let's say he was in a coma. All right? All right? The guy's dead. He's been there four days. All right? Like, no, he stinks. Like, come on, all right? They know he's dead. He, uh, 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 Prince's Bride reference, okay? Sorry about that. If you don't know what the Prince's Bride is, it's a really cool movie, all right? But, but, but Miracle Max comes, he says, he's not dead, he's mostly dead. Never mind, okay? It's a really cool movie. Watch it. 1987, 89, something like that, okay? All right, really cool movie. Uh, and it's not, just because it says Prince's Bride, it's not a chick flick, okay? Just letting you know that, all right? It's got sword fighting and giants and all kind of stuff, all right? <laughs> Lazarus not mostly dead. 
He's completely dead. Say it with me. He's completely what? Dead. Now. Now. Let's bring it all together. Let's talk about some things that may have died in our life. Let's talk about some areas that we feel like, you know what? It, 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 it's, 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 there's no hope. Okay? Because let, 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 let's look at this. What about, what about a failing marriage? What about a failing marriage? Let's think about this. In a failing marriage, guess what? The reason why I, our marriage is failing, it's because it's his fault. The reason why our marriage is failing, because it's her fault. Okay? Or, or, or you know what? You know what? Our marriage is failing. Let me give you all the reasons why. It's, it's, it's because of this, because of this, because of this, because of this. We're going to argue the point, right? What about that failing marriage? Like, look, it's so much failed that if we tried to resurrect that thing, you know what? It would cause a little bit of a what? It would cause a little bit of a stink. Cause a little bit of a mess, right? Okay? And then honestly, you know what? You know what? There, there's no hope. It's too far gone. Okay? But let's, let, let's say this, okay? So we've got a failing marriage. It looks dead. But when we insert who? Jesus who is the resurrection of life, who will weep and wants the glory of God to come out, right? Maybe something would change if we inserted who? Jesus. What about that strained relationship with that adult child, right? Okay, well, he's, he's bullheaded. She's bullheaded. I tried to tell her everything she should have done, and she went out there and did something stupid anyways, okay? You know, here's all the reasons why this ain't going to work, Right? He, he, you know what? You know what? If, if, if we tried to make it work, it, it would just cause a bigger mess and chaos. It's better if that person just kind of stays over there doing their own thing. They can call me on Mother's Day or Father's Day and leave me alone and all this kind of stuff because honestly, it's just too far gone. We've burned so many bridges, it's no hope anymore. But yet, with a strained relationship with an adult child, guess what happens when you insert who? Jesus. Dead things can come back to what? Life. What about that career? What about that career thing? Like, like man, I, I, it seems like, you know, I, 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 I had this path, this career path, and, 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 and you know, I, I kind of made some decisions and this and that, and then that boss didn't like me, and they didn't give me that promotion and all this kind of stuff. We go through all these different things. You know, honestly, Buchanan, I, 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 that, that ship has sailed. I know I want to do that particular career, but I'm too old. It's too far gone. I've got to get this extra training and schooling and all this kind of stuff. But in, a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a where our career is going and where we think it's kind of over and all that kind of stuff, when we insert who? Jesus. He can bring a dead career back to life. Let me help you with this. What about a ministry dream? What about a ministry dream? Because in your mind, you know what? Uh, you know what? The, the reason why this ministry dream is not coming, coming to pass is because so-and-so won't do this and so-and-so won't do that and so-and-so and this and all that kind of stuff. And God, you knew I was willing, but for some reason you're telling me to wait, 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 okay? And, 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 and so God, here's what I'm going to do is, is I want to pursue this ministry dream, so I'm going to do it on my terms and my way, and I'm going to tell you how I'm going to make this happen on my own without you, God, all right? And, and, and then we... And then you know what? If 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 if, if I if all if I if I pursue that ministry dream, all it's going to do it's going to cause a little bit of a what? A stink. All right. So it's, there's a lot of there's a lot of issues and problems and all that kind of stuff with everything. So you know I'm just not going to do that. And honestly, Lord God, I, I, I had this ministry dream, but it seems like I've just had roadblock after roadblock after roadblock. And guess what? I don't have any hope anymore. 
But in a ministry dream, we insert who? Jesus. He can bring dead things back to life. Now, why am I saying all this? Why am I saying all this? Because let's be honest. Let's be honest. Every single one of us in this room have felt like something in our life has died. Something in our life has died. And what I want to help you with is, <laughs> is if it's dead, I promise you, I promise you that Jesus can bring it back to life. Now, here's a caveat I'm going to say. Here's a caveat I'm going to say because some of you are like, like, you know what I hate about Jesus is his timing. I hate Jesus' timing because it seems like Jesus is always too what? Late. Always too late. But notice what happens about this. If God does it in, in his timing and not your timing, okay, if he waits a little bit longer, whenever, if, if the circumstances are not just completely perfect and everything like that, okay, and God does it, who gets the glory? God does. And that's what he's wanting to see. He's, there's, there may be some things that are dead in your life, and the reason why he won't resurrect it, because if he resurrected right now, he wouldn't get the glory in it. Let me say that one more time, okay? There's some things that are dying in your life right now. And, and, and he wants to resurrect it, but he knows if he resurrected it right now that God, he wouldn't get the glory in it. He wants, again, let's be honest with let's be, let's, let's be so, like, let's, I, want, I, want to, I want us to open eyes on this. His primary goal is not to make you happy and to do what you ask him to do. His primary goal is to glorify himself. And so what's really cool about this, if God gets the glory, guess what? We're going to love it. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. Okay? So here's a question. What's dead in your life right now? What do you feel like is dead? Or let, let, let's say it this way. What's, the, what's on life support right now in your life? Okay? It's not dead. <laughs> Princess Bride, here we go. But it's mostly dead. Are you, when you look at the mostly dead situation in your life, are you going to respond more like Martha or are you going to respond more like Mary? Because let me help you with this. God wants to respond. He wants to respond to you. Let's everybody stand. Let's everybody stand.